The Oxford Martin School was established in 2005. It is an interdisciplinary research community. It focuses on dealing with the biggest challenges of the 21st century. So we bring teams together, we take people out of their departments uh, to work in interdisciplinary teams to solve problems. Problems in the world tend not to be defined by disciplinary boundaries. They tend to arise uh, bringing many, many different things together. So if you want to solve a problem like cancer or like poverty or like climate change, uh, to deal with the big challenges of demographics, of Alzheimer's disease, or whatever you may wish to solve, you're going to need people from many different disciplines. And that's what we're able to do. We're able to provide these research platforms uh, which allow people to really thrive in problem solving. It arises because of a gift from Dr. James Martin, uh, who believed that humanity is at the crossroads, that this will either be our best century ever, because we're able to overcome the big challenges which have faced humanity for time immemorial, or it could be our worst, because of a whole lot of dystopian outcomes which could arise through climate change, through disease, growing inequality, etc. And the outcome will depend on our ability to not only form the ideas and to have new ideas, which is what we're trying to do, but also to have an impact. And that's why for the Oxford Martin School, impact and the relationship between academia and the rest of the world is absolutely central. So we work very hard to ensure that we have a transmission belt, that we respond to what society regards as the big challenges and try and solve them but also that we are able to take our ideas and give them back uh, to society. So we're able to have an active engagement through the media, through people coming to our events, through engaging with politicians, through activities like the Oxford Martin Commission for Future Generations, which has had well over a million downloads on our website. So we try and develop these different tools and methods to ensure that we are open and engaged with society. One of the wonderful things that's happened over the last 25 years is societies have become more open with the ending of the Cold War, the coming down of walls everywhere. Um, there's been an increased openness. So, you know, in the 1980s, uh, well over half the world didn't have the information availability that we had. Only actually about one, maybe one-fifth of the world did. Now, there are very few countries, perhaps North Korea and one or two others, that are genuinely isolated and don't have access to resources and intellectual resources, ideas, which are the most powerful drivers of history. But also people have become wealthier. There's hundreds of millions of more educated and literate people. Only about half the world was literate in the 1980s. Now well over 80% of the world is literate. And of course, there's 7 billion people in the world. There's a lot of very literate, educated, and of course the other big difference is connected physically as well as virtually. They don't have to be there anymore. The, the virtual world has created the most extraordinary opportunity for access of ideas. So you can be in the slums of Mumbai or Soweto, Sao Paulo, and access what's going on in Oxford. This is new. Um, this is something which is very much a new phenomena, um, and with it, a perception of rights individual rights, freedoms, and the ability of people, not least girls and young women, as a right to learn, a right to develop. 
So all of this comes together, I think, uh, creating a huge hunger for ideas. And you see it in the data on the websites uh, of how many people watch things, you know, look at the data on people watching MOOCs or going to TED or going to some of the other learning websites. Um, billions of people uh, access these things. So I think there's a massive and rapidly rising demand. I think increasingly people don't want to spend too much time because they're overwhelmed by the fire hydrant of information. And how do you distill this? How do you work out what's valuable in this geyser that comes out of, of the torrent that comes out of the fire hydrant? You've got to drink from it. Um, you need some sort of filter. Uh, and I think Oxford can provide that funnel because what we produce is high quality. We are facing outwards to many communities that Oxford wouldn't normally reach. We're also showing that Oxford is interested in the future. A lot of people, I think, imagine Oxford as a place caught up in the past or the study of ancient things, such an ancient place. Um, so a place which is very much about the future. And I, thought, I think it also highlights that Oxford's about problem solving. It's not just a theoretical ivory tower place where people are only interested in their academic books, but it is actually interested in the real world. It's early days for us, but I think there's a, there's a lot of development potential within the Oxford Martin School, and there's a lot of potential for the Oxford Martin School and the rest of Oxford to work together to become uh, much more effective in terms of open resources and outward engagement.